Hey, welcome to How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. It's a podcast where we talk about comedians' worst nightmares on stage. I'm Luke Fagenbush, and I'm here with my co-host. I'm Lauren Hutton, and uh, in the studio with us, we got Stuart Huff. Welcome to the show, Stuart. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to introduce myself? Yeah, the intro, like, it went, like, smoothly. That was... Yeah, it's that was chaotic. chaotic. That didn't... Yeah, it's almost like when you right, explain almost. things. Yeah, now we're ruining it. Yeah. Well, who are you in Let's a nutshell, talk over Stuart? Let's each other a little more <laughs> so we feel at home. I think it was a great intro. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> it was wonderful. And I did not know that the name of the show was How to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. I thought it was just Love the Bomb. Well, I didn't know it was a, you know. It's interesting you say that because in a month it might just be Love the Bomb. We're looking oh, at really? changing it. <laughs> Just for searchability. You know, all the things yeah. you talk about that don't matter okay. in the podcast. Right. Maybe sure. for Internet. searchability for you. But for me, it's so... Everybody who mentions our podcast before I walk on stage will stop doing fun bits <laughs> about how it's so long and so hard to remember. Yeah, I didn't I, want everyone to know we were changing the name so people stopped making fun of us. Good job, guys. <laughs> you did it. You bullied us into changing the name. I hope you're happy. You succeeded. 2023 is going to be our year. Check out the live show December 28th. Thanks for listening, everybody. Did we do it? Good. Are we good? Hell yeah, that'll All work. Right. Cool. <laughs> awesome. out i have to drive to union a grinch what yeah. is it's uh not to sound schmoozy but i have a corporate <laughs> gig where i have to play the grinch oh nice yeah my uh my counterpart santa booked me uh <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah it's it's Nepotism not alive and well yes it Christmas. is uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know good if, to hear uh, good to hear my dad is a full-time santa claus and uh, really yeah we talked about that didn't we did we i think maybe not no, like, we might have, because I think he started it. doing it the, around the time that you were here last. And it was like mm. a new thing. And now he's like fully developed and has a sleigh. Wow. Multiple coats oh. for different occasions. Um, oh, you should see awesome. the dude's belt collection. It's a little aggressive. Wow. <laughs> At what point in his Santa's career does he invest in a sleigh? Uh, most of them don't. Yeah, I would like, think. He, he, mo- most people are like, oh, okay, the studio has a That's sleigh. That's above and beyond. Or they have a chair. Like, that's not usually yeah. something that the Santa goes in on. But, that's you know, so cool. he found one in a barn. He was like, I can reupholster this. <laughs> paint it white <laughs> and <laughs> do my own photo stuff. I like it. I like it. He's a I very like enterprising it. individual. Uh, yeah, I like it. You strike me as like a DIY person. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's more, I'm, I don't have skill uh, when it comes to like, um, yeah, fixing stuff. <laughs> but what I do have skill at is like I I want it to look like this. Ah, yeah. okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh when COVID hit, I I was um my dad had bought me this little bee hotel. You ever heard of them? No, what is that? Is it just the box or Yeah, it's a little okay. it's just a box. It can be anything really. It's just a box and it's got like little sections of bamboo. Bamboo is hollow. Huh. Right? And the the bees that are actually disappearing, the bees that, mm. you know, you if you read about 
bees disappearing. They they go into the bamboo, they lay their eggs, and then they seal the end of it up with mud. So then the babies hatch and there's food and then they get out, you know. So, you know, nature people are spreading these things around, like, let's help these bees. Yeah. So me and my son, you know, it was kind of cool. You know, they actually, it actually worked. Like the bees went in and, and my son kind of got into it. So it's like an ant colony with a point. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a box with some bamboo in it. <laughs> That's all it is. And you can do whatever you want as long as the bamboo's in there. You know what I mean? Huh. So my son and I were like, well, let's just build one. These, There's no point in buying these things. So I literally went and stole like crates, you know, pallets. Yeah, you know, yeah. I just I went behind <laughs> this grocery store and loaded some up, and a guy came out and screamed at me. And my son and I jumped in the car in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and we tore them apart. It's cheap wood. Who cares? Yeah. And we, we started with that, and then my son said... I uh, wonder if we can make a flower. Like, so then I was like, I don't know. I, you know, we can try. Who cares? It's, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Give it a shot. Why not? So we went down and I had to buy a saw. Like, that's how unready <laughs> and prepared I was for this. Like, we literally had to research, well, what kind of saw would you need? And how to okay. cut wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And we've been, we still do it. We're just like, Hell you know. Hell yeah. Do, yeah. Do you have to like order a queen or do the bees just find it after you build they, it? They, you, you build it and, and they just find the it and go in. Come. Yeah, yeah, you build it, you yeah. put the album on, and then the queen arrives uh, <laughs> about halfway through Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if you did it right. If you did it right. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, so I'm, it, it, you know, like that's the kind of stuff that I, I think I'm decent at. Yeah, yeah. But, like, go fix the plumbing. It's, oh, jeez. You know what I mean? I'm not even good at that. How many times has your car broken down while you're out on the road and you've put yourself back on the road? Uh, Never. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about one of the times last time where I think it broke down and you just found fun people. And that yeah. was pretty much the gist of it. Yeah, that's that has happened. <laughs> you found a, a couch. lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can't fix it, you may as well make the situation as good as you can, right? <laughs> right. I mean, most of the time that my car's broken down, it's like, oh crap, you're driving, you know, and then yeah. the, whatever alternator blows out or whatever it is, and uh, and if you don't know how to fix it, you're literally just sitting there, yeah, and you're just, you know, what am I going to do with my life? And then, uh, you know, but it's, before long, someone's going to pull over. You hope. Uh, you know, someone <laughs> will pull over, and usually an old farmer or something, well, what's wrong with it? You know what I mean? I and love then, when an old stops and checks on me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the young are too busy. You know, <laughs> you know they, still have, they still have hope. You know? That hope will keep you doing shit. Yeah. Yeah. The older, they want to talk to somebody. <laughs> hope eats up a lot of time. It does. <laughs> Hope eats up a lot of time. It really does. Holy it's shit. Like, good Lord. And there's nothing at the end of it either. <laughs> you know? It's so weird it's, because once you realize that, yeah. it's gone. You're right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. By the time oh, you realize man. it, then you're old. And you're like, well, there's a there's a guy on the side of the road. I wonder if he'll talk to me. I you felt know? this whole conversation personified in a rainbow I saw. Because it was not, it, it, I don't know what else to call it other than a chode bow. It was only about two inches high in the sky, but it covered like a third of the horizon. It was the most insane thing I've ever seen. Huh. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't remember how that was related. <laughs> okay. I think our, our, 
our hope concept was a little chode bowie. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Now we're yeah. back. See, he has to be here to fix my ADD. Right. <laughs> sweet. So wh- where have you been lately, man? What's been going on with you since you were last on the show? Um, you know what's weird is uh, we talked about this a little bit before we hit record. Is I've been working on this project which I can't tell you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hush, yeah. hush. That isn't uh, comedy related, and it's it started about three years ago. So for the first time uh, since I started comedy, comedy is at least not the number one thing. It's it's equal or maybe even secondary right mm, now. Gotcha. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, like I don't hate it. How long were you 100% focused on comedy before this switch happened? 22, 23 years. And how long have you been in this new mode? About 3 years. Are you used to it yet? No, I mean a lot what was it? A year and a half was COVID. Yeah. So there yeah. was no comedy. Yeah, yeah. So that really I think that was the thing was when COVID hit and there is no comedy. Yeah. And I had this other thing to to mess around with. Um, I got really deep into it, you know, better than starting a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, so the, and there was no comedy. So it was like, I, when comedy started to come back, I was already really deep into this other thing. Yeah. Right. And, and I would go do comedy, but I wasn't obsessed and I'm still not. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I used to be, I wrote seven days a week and it's pretty much all I thought about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now it's just not, which has made it more fun. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I was going to ask because, like, the end result, is it less pressure and more, like, I guess just more fun, more personality? Yeah. How how has that changed what you're putting out? Um, I I used to be uh, upset. The thing that I love about comedy is the creation of it, yeah. The, yeah. the writing of it, and then you go up, and in the moment, a group of people tells you, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> You're horrible. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to wait for the movie to come out or the book to come out or, or right. the play or whatever. You're not it's, reading reviews the next morning. No. no. They're, I they're, thought of this know, in the shower, <laughs> and they just told me it was a bad thought. You know? I'm not going to say it tomorrow. <laughs> right. And I like that, tinkering. Like, well, yeah, that was wrong, and yeah. tinkering with it and messing with it. And and then I would get sick of it and dump it all and start and tinker. That's what I liked about it. Unless you know? you're like recording a special, there's really no end product or else there's a million end products that's each and every night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't, I think, I mean, it's a different time. Back when the word special meant the definition <laughs> special. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've altered the definition of the word special now to mean just anything. Yeah. You know? A special is a clip batch. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know how many comics monthly tell me I, I got a special. I'm like, <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> if there was ever a sign, there's too many of us. Right. Like, you're the 11th special. I've got an I've ordinary coming. <laughs> yeah. See, that would be way more. Right. Trying to fly under the radar of all these specials. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So, I mean, really, it's like you work hard on an hour of comedy, and then in, in 1988, there was an end point. Yeah. There was a legit special or not one. Like, you either got it or you didn't. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Now it's like you work an hour and then work for hard on this hour, and then you 
quote unquote release it, which I, that definition needs to be changed too. I don't know if it's a, is it an official release if no one out of your family downloads it. I don't know. <laughs> Did you release anything really? I don't understand. Anyway, you know, so then it became a really for me anyway. It, that became obvious that putting out a CD, no one, no one could even play a CD anymore. Yeah. So why do that? And then the label I'm on was like, well, why don't we just release it digitally? Well, I don't know. It just seemed empty. Interesting. I just felt like, so then I think, and this was not a conscious thing on my part, but it just, like, the last two CDs, I still call them that. <laughs> the, the last two um, hours of comedy that I've written were recorded, and they still haven't been released. No shit. Uh, yeah, and my label will call the guy that runs it and say, what do you want to do with this? And I'll be like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't really care. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. The creation of it was the fun part to me. Yeah. And now that it's done, I don't really care about it. And I'm working on something else. So what do I care if, I mean, it's not like I'm Bill Burr. You know what I mean? When, he re, when Bill Burr releases something, then it's... Do you know what I mean? There's a yeah. new thing from Bill Burr. I mean, when Stuart Huff releases something, it's like four people send me a, an emoji. <laughs> you know? So who cares? You know? So then it became the last probably, what, seven, eight, maybe even more years that it became obvious that, you know, this whole thing I was doing for the longest time about creating an hour of comedy, getting it exactly the way I want it, and then recording it and then quote unquote releasing it yeah. is no longer valid. So the only part of that whole journey I liked was the creation of it anyway. So why not just continue to create it and just drop the whole release, the whole end part. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. This really does feel like a, a very natural evolution of a lot of the points that you had in your first episode on the show. Oh really? Yeah. You were talking about how like you're, you're, whole drive is to get your point across um and that like you know uh you'll use whatever tools in your disposal to get that point across mm -hmm. even if you have to do something ridiculous to make the joke work to get that point across yeah i still agree with that yeah and like yeah. now you've reached a point where it's like well i got i got the point across yeah i don't care if it continues to be accessible or whatever like i i made the thing i got my point across now yeah, i'm trying yeah. to make a new point Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a perspective I mean, I on think comedy that's like so counter to like all of the trends that are happening, and you're just like, right. no, 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 I'm not going to participate in that. I'm yeah, going to do this my way. Yeah, and also, I guess it's important to say I don't have any ill will towards people that want to participate yeah. in it. Yeah, I think the point of it is to is to find some sort of challenge and happiness. Right, those yeah, two yeah. things. Challenge is good for the brain, and happiness is hard to find. Yeah. So those two things are the most important thing about it to me. Is this getting too philosophical? And um, <laughs> we invited you. We yeah, knew you we were going to go me. there. Yeah. I don't if you want fart jokes, you... invite someone else. <laughs> no, uh, we don't have to invite anyone for that. Do it up and be like too philosophical. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> those are the things I like about it. It's challenge, and so like I have friends that are chopping up uh, their stuff and putting it on TikTok and yeah. Yeah, and yeah. all that. And good for you if you if that. If if you're like, if joy comes out of that for you, right? Yeah, then that's fantastic. It's hard to find joy and happiness, so that's great. If you think there's something at the end of that journey 
That's a problem. Ah, okay. That's an issue. Because there's less than 1% are going to get anything out of yeah. it. Right. For the rest of us, it's just one long chode bow. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like a, a podcast, you know, like we're in the back of your house right now recording this. If you get Thank joy. Thank you so much for not saying bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> not you, with the mattresses upright. <laughs> see, I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> I, I, think, I just think. I've made my point. Yeah. yeah. Right? Pretty clear. Part um, part of you being like old and hopeless is just <laughs> <laughs> kind of not chasing success and chasing like fulfillment instead. It's like if what I'm doing right now makes me happy, that's kind of what I'm chasing. And maybe other people are like, I want this goal that's kind yeah. of not a thing and it's not physical. Most people are trying to tick boxes. Yeah. And, and I feel like you, you aren't beholden to that very much here's here's the the way i think and i'm probably wrong <laughs> okay the word chase is the problem okay that's ah. the problem Th there's no chase that doesn't exist you know well i mean it does exist but you you're if you're chase what are you chasing you know what i mean if you think well if i click all these boxes then that means i'll get this right it yeah. doesn't that's not the way life works, and especially not the way capitalism works, which is what TikTok and Jimmy Kimmel yeah. are, is capitalism. So, which is fine. Shout you out know. to Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. <laughs> That's <guy>. fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's, if you think, if I get X, then I'll be happy or I'll be rich or I'll be famous or whatever, then that's a, that's a, it's a you're, 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 you know, you're betting everything on an inside straight. Yeah. There is no rhyme or reason to these things. You know what I mean? They're just, you know, so I think for me anyway, and this is all for me, um, you know, it's it's not the chase. Do you enjoy the lifestyle? Do you enjoy yeah. it? Period. Period. If nothing comes to you, do you enjoy doing it? Are you getting happiness out of it? Do you want to get in your car and drive to the middle of Ohio and do a set in the basement of a Mexican restaurant? <laughs> yes or no? Which one do you want? Yes or no? Now, if you think, yes, I might get laid, nah, that's, you, you know, that's a bad bet. It's a bad bet. There is no chase. There's you, Chase, stop going to shows three hours away to get laid. <laughs> I just think that you can, you can there's, there's higher percentage ways to get laid. <laughs> Yeah. Including not doing anything. Yes. No shit. Yes. Holy cow. I mean, it's just if you want to get famous, that's a uh, that's a hard bet. I, yeah, you know man. what I mean? If you enjoy, if you say like literally in the now, right now, do you want to get in your car and drive to a basement of a re Mexican restaurant and tell these thoughts that you had in the shower? And if you say, God, yeah, I want to do that, then go. Right? Then go. And then if you get laid, go, wow, what a bonus. <laughs> you know? If you get famous, if you put out, whatever it is, you know, but it's like, that's the ultimate question is, do I want to do this? Yes or no? You know? I like it. I, I like the life. You know, I enjoy comedy. I like being on the road. I like, you know, I like the whole life. It's perfect. It's perfect for my personality, you know?
We have to have Stuart on every year so that he can come back and remind us what our show is about. Because <laughs> you've really epitomized like loving the bomb because like it, it re- that, that really is it. Like, are you going to completely embarrass yourself in front of strangers right. and then want to do it again? Yeah. yeah. And six, six months after you leave, we're going to buy like three more lights and be like, why isn't this fixing thing? <laughs> <laughs> Too real, Luke. Too real. (laughs) (laughs) Holy! I just think it's a dangerous bet. You know what I mean? And and then and the whole romantic bullshit United States thing, where like you know, well, it happened for Johnny Cash. You know what I mean? Or or it happened for Clint Eastwood, or who insert name here? Right. right. That doesn't mean it's going to happen for you. And it and it has nothing to do with talent, which is a problem. Right. So now you're even gambling on a much more risky. Yeah. I mean, anything that is more than 50% luck is not really worth pursuing. Yeah. Unless you are just enjoying the pursuit. There you go. There you go. You know, I was talking to someone recently, very funny comic. I think she's great. And, um, you know, she, she was like, she didn't get into this. She didn't get into that. She, and I was like, you know, look, you didn't get in doesn't have anything to do with you. You know what I mean? Or your talent. It's a capitalist. What you're talking about is capitalism. Yeah. You know, it's not talent. Sometimes they do merge. Sometimes the capitalist system will look at a talented person and say, I think I can sell that. Right. But sometimes they'll look at an untalented person and say, I think I can sell that. The common thread is the capitalist system doesn't give a shit about talent. They're looking to sell something. Yeah. So you're not sellable in their eye. That doesn't mean you're not talented. You know what I mean? So if, if that's the danger is when you're putting all of your eggs in their basket and then they tell you no and then your entire self-worth is destroyed. Right. Well, you wrapped your self-worth up into their damn choices and they're the morons that made Carrot Top famous. <laughs> right? I have one of his shirts in my closet. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, no. It was, I just uh, picked I picked a name. I'll tell you why I got it if you stick around for the Patreon. I don't want to say that on this side of the uh, paywall. <laughs> oh, God. But you know what I mean. I just, yeah. picked, I just picked a name. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is what it happens. Well. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about, like, your relationship with comedy now. Because you said that you used to write seven days a week. Like, what, what's, your, what's your standard workload with stand-up now? Like, how often are you writing? How much? Much of your time is spent on that since you have this other project that's potentially equal or or a little greater. You know the, the way it the way it it's been, which I'm just figuring this out now. Like every year, I go to Canada. I go to Calgary in uh, during Christmas season. Yeah, this um, wonderfully wrong human that owns this club in Calgary um, thinks I'm good for Christmas parties. Okay, and uh, he books me two weeks in a row. And this is Calgary, usually in December no, or, or uh, January. So it's freezing cold, right? Right. So anyway, I, I don't know why I'm telling you this. Um, <laughs> so I'm stuck in a room, right, for two weeks. And the club runs Monday through Saturday. Like, it's a long. Jesus. You, you do, what, 18 shows wow. or something? Jesus. Yeah, it's long. And you're do they in, not have a movie theater in that town? Uh, like, well, why? They, yeah, I mean, I, the, the guy is, I just really like him. Hell yeah, dude. He's so wrong. <laughs> There's so many. Did say that up top. God, I love this guy. When you say wonderfully wrong, were you saying just about 
picking you or well he, yeah he's wrong about that <laughs> <laughs> he's so wrong about that but it's like he, like monday tuesday and wednesday the, i don't think there's ever been more than 10 people oh. and and he's open and he refuses to, and he's so yes. he's so like um, I will not close, <laughs> and I'm just like yeah, I love it That's when dope. someone's going down the drain and not even trying to grab the side. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just like I'm going down. Hell yeah! And I'm taking you four people with me. <laughs> like I said to him, there were two people on a Monday night this past Monday night, right? That I was there because I just got back. Um, and I said, there's two people, so what's your cutoff? And he goes, what do you mean? And I said, for not doing the show. Like, what's the number? Like, you know, what's the number? And he goes, well, I guess nobody. Like, if no one showed up, I guess we, we wouldn't do the show. And I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Good for you. So he would still run the exact same show with one person in the room. Oh, yeah. That's maniacal. We did it with two. I know he would do it with one. <laughs> yeah, what's the difference at that point? Yeah, right? yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think we talked about this the last time you were here, but there was a St. Louis show that two people showed up for. Yeah. And the reason we had the show, because you were like, we're doing the show, right? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. That was awesome. How many times are you the deciding factor for a show like still happening? I don't know. Does that, does, do you feel like that happens a lot? Maybe. Or do you just find yourself with like-minded maniacs who are just like, nah, <laughs> let's do it? <laughs> That's a, I've never thought about that question. My guess would be this, is that I'm assuming that there would be some quote-unquote headliners that would be like, I'm not doing the show for two people. So yeah, then the yeah. people putting it on would be like, oh, my God, he's not going to do it or she's not going to do it or whatever. But I'm like, hell, yeah, we're doing the show. Right? I just don't. I don't know. I, it's like, it's just like, that's the reason I get along with that guy in Canada. Cause it's just like, I get where you're coming from, but yeah, yeah. like, if you're going to do something, holy shit, let's go down. You know <laughs> what I mean? This is great. I always, I always have more fun at shows where it feels like it's falling apart a little bit. Yeah. It's like no one expects it to be good. So yeah. You can do whatever. Yeah. I love shows that have a chaotic energy to them. Mm -hmm. They're just like, Oh, they're, they're just, did everyone do something in the bathroom <laughs> in the audience? Like, what? why is this so weird in this specific way? Yeah. I don't know what it is about really small crowds, but if you, on any given day, if you gave me a choice, we have a sold-out 300-seat room or we have 11, I, I'm going to take the 11 every time. Um, sometimes, I'm gonna re sometimes I'm going to regret it. <laughs> sometimes I'm wrong. But... There's just something about me that's like that sold out 300 seat room is like there's no place to stand. You know, yeah. the, everybody's running around like crazy. There's the tension in the room is high. They're, you know, the the wait staff is, is understaffed and running crazy. No one's happy. There's, you know what I mean? And so it, much stress is stacking it, on top yeah, of itself. It's horrible. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, the the manager comes up and goes, you know, D -d do 42 minutes. We're, do 42. No oh more. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Jesus. You know, it's just horrible. 
Uh, you know, but with 11, you know, the manager's like, I'm going to go get stoned. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know if you the, need me, I'll be by the dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> and the white staff is just leaning against the table looking at their phones. I just love it. It's like, this is the most relaxing thing. And I just feel freedom. I go up and I talk about shit that never occurred to me. And it goes yeah. nowhere. <laughs> and it's not funny. And I know it. And then I just stop and I switch directions. And... It's just Oh, that's great. right. I was doing something. <laughs> yeah. I forgot fantastic. I was on stage. <laughs> I pulled a guy. There was um, this guy that it, this was in Canada, not this trip, but a tr previous trip. And I was talking about something that I had no jokes for. And I had no, I, it's just something that popped in my head. There Straight was like stream of consciousness. Yeah. There was like eight people in the audience or something. And, um, and I, was, I don't even remember what it was. It was something pointless. And, um, and then he said, you know, I've thought about that before. And I said, really? Are you kidding me? He goes, no, 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 I really have. And I said, come up and talk, tell us about it. And then he goes, uh, okay. And he walked up on stage, and I left and sat in his chair. <laughs> yes! And, yeah. Yes! And then he just stood up there and, and kind of nervously talked, but was talking about this whatever the hell we were talking about. And then, and then he, I mean, he probably did five, six minutes. No shit. Yeah. And got no laughs. <laughs> and I was like, and then he was like, I guess that's it. And I was like, anybody else? And I mean, it was, it was, like, it was fantastic. I love it. I mean, do you ever feel like you missed your calling as just like the MC of a town hall? <laughs> <laughs> I was in a town hall one time. This is great. Um, my, uh, this guy that I'm doing this other project with, right? We, when we were knee deep in COVID, uh, I have this bit about this woman named Ann Hodges that got hit with a meteorite. She's the only confirmed human being ever hit at the time, 1954. First confirmed human being ever hit by a meteorite. And I have this bit about it. And it happened in a very small town in Alabama. Of course. It's COVID. There's no comedy. Me and my, this, my buddy are working on this other project, and we're just like, let's make a documentary. And neither one of us owned camera equipment or had ever done anything. So we were like, screw it. Let's go. Yeah. And um, and we went down. I made a bee house out of bamboo once. We can do this. Yeah. <laughs> we went down to this small town in Alabama and started asking old people, like, do you remember this? Woman got hit with this meteorite, and you know, and then we, I mean, it's just crazy. So then, here's it's a hilarious story. So at some point, and the town loved us. Like we had the mayor's cell phone number on our phone. That's a hell yeah. It's a very small town. <laughs> they loved us. I mean, they were, and you know, they were like texting us, like, "Hey, you guys want to go to McDonald's?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> And we're in an Airbnb down there. You're saved right? in everyone's phones as the documentarians. <laughs> Never been best friends with a town. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> it was sincerely awesome. So then at some point, like, they all stopped talking to us. And we were like, what happened? Like, we were calling people and they weren't returning our calls, you know, whatever. So then at some point. Ghost town. Yeah, they were. <laughs> they just, they were like out, you know. So we have to, and then they, uh, they, they come to the conclusion that we're there to make fun of them. That's the reason. Like, they just like, we're like, Phew. so oh. then we had, we were trying to convince them. No, we actually like you all. This isn't a bit. This is, you know what I mean? So we had to go to their town hall to stand up and, and argue our case. No. Yeah. I swear to you. 
I'm not lying. Listen here. We're friends. Yeah. <laughs> we had to stand up and say, we just like this story and all that. And there's like a, and it was like exactly what you have in your mind. It was like a cafeteria looking place yeah. with like a folding table. And there was like four people on the board. None of them that looked like they owned a tie. You know what I mean? <laughs> and one, one dude some people didn't want us. They would like literally want us to just get out of their town. And then, wow. and we were like, but we like you and whatever. And then one dude stood up with a construction hunting jacket on and ball headed fat beer gut. And, and he goes, uh, I want to say something. Uh, I think we ought to trust them boys. Uh, I think everybody in this room knows the problems that I had when I was trying to make my Bigfoot documentary. <laughs> 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 yeah, I swear to you. And then the whole town, well aware. <coughs> the whole town was like, "All right, all right, hey, right, okay, Ricky, you're right, okay." Yeah. So then we we went to this dude's house and he told us all about Bigfoot. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, oh it was God. awesome, dude. Yeah. Just the fact that the whole town had like a high school sleepover moment. <laughs> With you, and then the guy who brought you back into the fold was a Bigfoot documentary. Yes. Listen, we're all real out of hand on this. Everyone remembers the problems I had. We all That's remember. Great. How could we forget? Oh my God. I absolutely love it. You are a magnet for some of the most special, wonderful, gym type people. I like, seriously don't know what it is, but I agree. Now, I like. Years ago, I would say, no, everybody meets people like that. But I, I'm 50 now. I think I'm a magnet. You have collected <laughs> so many stories. And they, it's, just, it's, a, it's a pretty much on a weekly basis. It's, I'm completely used to it. I mean, people just seem to, I don't know what it is about me. Like, they just walk up and start talking. In Canada, uh, what was it, 10 days ago, you know, I, I'm... This guy who's obviously homeless, I'm not making this up. This absolutely happened. I don't have a joke about it or a bit or anything. Uh, I'm outside this club, and this guy comes up, and he goes, um, uh, do you think it's possible that you could rank the best Talking Heads albums? And I'm like, what? And he goes, I just, I don't know. I've just been thinking about it. I mean, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's 55, probably at least 55 years old, clearly homeless, and had a cart with his belongings in it, you know. And I was like, I don't know, songs for buildings, I, you know. I haven't, I've never thought about this. What? And then I, and and he goes, Yeah, I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot. And I was like, Well, it's a very interesting question. I mean, I, they're a powerful band. They always were. I mean, clearly unique for their time. And he goes, Yes, yes. And I think what what really everybody talks about Burn. Everybody talks about you know David Byrne. But what really solidified the talking heads was that rhythm section. Because that rhythm section laid a groundwork for him to do his weird shit, which I'm not saying. And, and then at some point, I swear to you, I went, aren't you homeless? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, you're supposed to ask me for money. And he goes, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> what? I swear to you, this happened in Calgary, Canada, 10 days ago. And I went up on stage that night, and I was like, listen to what happened to me. You know, It's just... That's insane. We're, I was at the we're airport. Getting there. Let me wrap up yeah. my nomadic podcast first. What the hell? That's in. Okay. I got an article I got to write for Pitchfork before <laughs> I get on to housing. <laughs> I don't. I would love to know what it is about me that makes people think that I'm just. I don't know. Like I want to talk to them or something. Or you have a wildly approachable aspect to you. I clearly. guess. 
I hope it's something good. Like I maybe I don't they don't feel like I'm going to judge them or something. That'd be nice. But it's probably something else that's horrible. You know, I can't imagine that it's something horrible because if it is something bad, like why would that draw people to you to yeah. be honest and vulnerable with maybe you? Maybe I maybe they're like, look, he's look at that, he's fucking freak. <laughs> you know, he's, he's as weird safe. as I am. He's, he's safe. so far below me, he can't possibly be able to repeat this to anyone I care about. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that you're a freak, I, I would also say like your opinion matters a lot to people. Like, even without knowing that you're a comedian, like, I think someone could look at you and be like, I, I care what he thinks about. <laughs> I don't. I, I, that's so foreign to me. I have no idea if you're if you're right. I, I think I know what you mean, because you do have like the air of not quite academia, but like almost a philosophic professor esque air to you. I guess it's so hard to see yourself. Yeah, it's so hard. You know, all of our mirrors are convex. Yeah, I think that is one of the keys to being a great comic, which I'm not. I think okay. I'm a good comic, but not a great one. Is the ability to see yourself clearly as maybe not crystal, but clearer than the than the norm. You've got to you be able I mean? to see what everybody's seeing from their seats. Yeah, and then you have weapons. Yeah. Once you can figure out what they're seeing then you can know where not to go and where to go and how to present something. And you know what I mean? Yeah. You can get real surgical with it. Yes. Like you look at Carlin, I think Carlin and Carlin expanded his, do you know what I mean? Like he had so many different layers, but he, everyone was believable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, here's the giant nihilist that's going to tear apart any kind of hope or meaning that you have, but he's also going to play around with some words. Yeah. Yeah. Those are two, totally different thing you know what i mean yeah, yeah, so yeah. i don't i don't know i don't know what people see but it is i do seem to be a magnet i mean you know i was at the airport one time and this guy just he walked up and he goes i'm not an animal and i went did someone call you an animal and he goes the universe did and i said the universe as in the entire galaxy solar system country your family how, how, how do you define universe? And he goes, you can define it a lot of different ways, but this damn universe called me an animal and I ain't an animal. And I went, well, okay, what are you? Washing machine? <laughs> and he looked at me and for a second I thought, I, he might punch me like he, that. I'm about to get hit by a washing machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that washing machine line didn't sit well with him. And he goes, I'd rather be a washing machine than an animal. And I mean, and it just went from there until he stopped mid sentence and walked away from me. And I was just standing there like, what the hell happened? What airport was this? Uh, might have been Boston. I don't remember what, what airport it was. It might have been Boston, it might have yeah. been Boston because I think it was the Boston uh, Comedy Festival. Because ah. I remember talking to some friends about it. Like, what the hell just happened? If you would have said Calgary, I'd been like, I'm leaving tonight. That's- <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> Spend a whole week there, Monday to Saturday. <laughs> I'm going to find out what's going on there. <laughs> I don't know. It might also be, I don't know, I'm, I'm searching now for answers, but it might also be that I seem to be, and I, I don't do this on purpose, but I seem to, I don't like places with a lot of people. Yeah. You know, so like if I'm driving and looking for a place to eat and I see a bunch of people, you know, I'm like, Ugh, I'm not going there. Yeah, too busy. I don't want to go there. There's there's never been food good enough to wait on. 
You know what I mean? Um, that's, that's a fucking bumper sticker. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I end up going to places, and I feel comfortable in places that are like, there are four people in this diner at 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, so maybe I'm putting myself into that world where, you know, the unique people are. I like hanging out in empty parking lots. <laughs> I enjoy that feeling. I like it. I like it when a Kmart is, is shut down, but you still kind of know it's a. It was yeah. a Kmart at one point. The professor vibes are waning. <laughs> yeah. We're moving into a new sphere. Yeah, <laughs> be professor. I love, I love that. Abandoned malls make me happy. Oh, those like, are the most fun. Oh. Dude. I love that stuff. I've never wanted a pair of rollerblades more than just visiting one of those abandoned malls. Oh, that yes. would be, Yeah, I've never rollerbladed in my life, but that would be a lot just of fun. Flying. You know? I think one more thing about you is you will give people the time of day. Like, no matter who it is, like, you're going to sit down and listen to them. Yeah. Like, you did this podcast. That's... that's <laughs> Again. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. I like... Um, I'm, I don't like trends. I'm bored with, with whatever everybody's doing right now. Yeah. Bores me. Uh, but which talking head album is the best coming from this guy excites me. That's interesting. It's interesting. It's unique. It makes me wonder what the hell's going on in his head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's fascinating. I can't figure it out. I don't know what's happening right now. I feel out of place, and and that's I don't know. I love it. I just I just love that feeling. Um, you know, just I'm just using this example because it's it's an, it's an example that I know, but you could move it around. Like comics sitting around talking about how many likes they got or how many retweets or whatever is. I'm literally bored to tears. <laughs> I just have zero interest in what you're talking about. And I nothing I'm not saying they're wrong and I'm right. I'm saying I'm bored and they're boring. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a clip. <laughs> that's trademarked by another podcast. You can't say that. Uh, <laughs> oh shit. Man. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I love that not every like that that is the nail on the head, man. Like you you just you just picked it out of your own brain. Like if you are constantly deterred by the crowds and and the trends and that natural flow of things and always trying to find that rougher water, of course you're always going to be interacting with people that maybe it's not you being approachable. Maybe it's you always putting yourself in a situation with other people that have no qualms about approaching. Yeah. That very well could be it. You, know you might mean? not be a magnet. You might just be a really good adventurer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, could, it very well could be. Because I do tend to, um, you know, this morning, um, there's a, my favorite hotel in Cincinnati is the Red Roof Inn in Blue Ash. <laughs> Shout out. Shouted it out yes. on the last episode and we're back. I love it. <laughs> Glad the opinion hasn't changed. I love it. It's my favorite <laughs> hotel that I've been in in Cincinnati. There might be better, but I walked in, the ice machine's broken, which is a good sign to me <laughs> that when the ice machine doesn't work in your hotel, you're probably going to have some interesting conversations. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I walked into my room and the air vent, you know, that fan that's in the bathroom, yeah. the, the cover was off 
and it's on the ground. It's on the floor of the bathroom, right? Is, is that a red flag? Um, is that a bad sign? I think it's a green flag. Okay. All it's right. A <laughs> it's a go. It's a go flag. It made me very happy. It made me very, very happy. The mat that you step on, you know, to when you get out of the shower has a giant hole in it, which also made me very happy. I can't figure out if you're colorblind for flags or just everybody else's. <laughs> I just, I don't know. My friend, my buddy that I'm working with this on these projects with says that he, I don't know. He might be right. I don't know the answer. He says that I don't like shiny. I'm averse to shiny. I like yeah. authent authenticity. You like rust. I like rust, and uh, you know, I hate the the phrase, you know, um, like pre worn hats that you buy or whatever, or just you know that. Oh, like jeans that have holes cut in them already. Already, like yeah. Stuff like that. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah. good lord, you know what I mean? Just that's just really depresses me on a level that I can't even fully express. Um, that kind of stuff bothers me. I, you know, I like worn in. I like comfortable. I like, you know, I don't like the Hyatt. You know, I don't <laughs> like potpourri. I don't like these kind of. You know what I'm saying? So um, this morning, and this is absolutely true. I, I I wake up and I hear voices, and I'm listening, and a guy that is either in his room or outside of mine, one of the two. But he says, I'm quoting here, okay? He says, yeah, so Mike Pence uh, died this morning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, 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 they already replaced him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's an exact lookalike. What? Another one down, buddy. We're getting closer. What? Whoa. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> oh, my God, this is awesome. <laughs> so I get out of bed. Right. I get out of bed and I go over to the window and I'm I'm putting my ear to to get and he's on the phone. Right. And he goes, uh huh. Yeah. I don't know. I maybe seven more to go, but we get them and then and then it will happen. Yeah. It's all going to collapse. Yep. But everything's in place. Everything's running well. So tell them. Are you listening to me? Tell them the deed is done he's out our guy's in and i was like god this is awesome <laughs> oh my god this is great i want to hear the other end of this conversation yes. so bad you know what i mean i mean do i like the fact that there's this guy is actually has a driver's license no i'm not happy about that. <laughs> do you know what i mean but what it's such a better conversation than our boys little league you know, team beat the other one yeah. or, you know, where are my pumps or whatever the fuck everybody. <laughs> I don't know what everybody else is talking about. I don't listen. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, I don't know that kind of insanity and, and it's just fun. I love weird for weirdness sake. Like I'm, I'm right there with you, dude. Like, yeah, I, that, those I don't like fake weird. What do you mean by that? You know, there's someone trying hard to be, crazy or are unique do you know what i'm saying yeah i know i'm not a fan of that like give me an example um d snyder filed his teeth down to look pointy okay no that's what no yeah that's not no that's just your band broke up and now you're <laughs> yeah you know, you're trying it's, to have a solo career it's the rock star version of bangs that's what that was yeah it's just going through some shit yeah 
I mean, I, you know, I'm not, that just bores me. It bores me to death that you did that. Yeah. You know, because Dee Snyder's not a dumb person. You know what I mean? You just yeah. are trying to hang on to something now, and you right. thought this would be shocking or whatever. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I'm I'm just bored to but tears. Is there a version of a person that filed down their teeth because that's just who they were that you're like, yeah. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, somebody that filed oh, God, down yeah. their teeth because, like, they really like steak, but they just weren't getting through it in because an efficient cheese was time. Too hard. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like I need to switch to a harder cheddar. Right. Don't have any cheese wires. Yeah. Uh, Got to file these things down. Now I'm in, baby. <laughs> I can't afford soft cheese. I can't afford a file. <laughs> no more cubes. I'm just biting it off the brick. I love it. I'm totally in now. Hell yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, you doing something for the right reason, which is insanity. Is um, <laughs> now I'm in. Hell yeah! Do you know what I mean? Uh, you did. You did. You hit a golf ball into the Grand Canyon because you thought it would get a lot of likes on TikTok or whatever the yeah. hell. Yeah, that's dumb. That's dumb. You hitting a ball into the Grand Canyon and waiting for it to come back. Like I might hang out with that, you for a bit. Yes, <laughs> that I'm all in for. If they're right, it's gonna be fucking wild. Yeah, <laughs> and if they're wrong, it's gonna be wild. <laughs> This is great. You know? I just imagine someone walking up to you two while you're standing on the edge. It's just like, hey, what are y'all doing? Oh, we're waiting for his ball to come back. Yeah. And then we're 30 waiting. minutes later, there's 30 people there like, is it going to come back? Like, sure. No one said it wouldn't. And then we're and then we're in a cult. How's because, it coming back? Yeah. <laughs> the waiter's on the ball. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> That's how all the interesting shit starts. Yeah. There's one insane person. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of people going, what? <laughs> yeah, I'll live in your camper. <laughs> you know? I've got to say that Mike, Mike Pence, if you want to call it a delusion, <laughs> that was more entertaining than most Hollywood movies. I would sit sure. down and listen to that. I don't he didn't that die today, did he? No, I think what you, what you heard <laughs> is uh, uh, just a conversation you weren't supposed to hear from the lizard folk. Yeah, uh, who that's what it was. Who apparently stay at the red roof. Of course and, they do. Of course they do. They can't afford anything else. <laughs> They're lizard people. You know what I mean? They can't get a job. Who's going to hire a lizard? I'm such a fan. I'm just such a fan. It's, Holy it's, shit. It's real true insanity. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. And I don't want them to have power. Don't get me wrong. Do you know what I mean? They shouldn't have any power. They shouldn't be allowed to drive a bus or own a gun. You know? Right. But, and that one had a driver's license. Yeah. I mean, this is, I'm not encouraging this behavior. I'm saying I can't stop it. So therefore, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, right. And, if I can't turn it off, I'm going to watch. Right. And it is a lot more interesting, you wow. know, than your typical. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not interested in anything Elon Musk says. I'm just not, not yeah. interested. Do you know, this guy that that has some sort of evidence in his own brain that they just eliminated Mike Pence and replaced him with an example of replica. I'd follow him on Twitter. Sure. Are you kidding? <laughs> I offered him some beef jerky. <laughs> you know? This is great. The Stuart Huff version of following someone on social media is giving them beef jerky. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> the most tangible real world interaction. Just like, no, 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 no. I don't want to sure. like your shit. It's like, the, it's, you want to share it's this? It's the southern way to break bread. <laughs> Gave away 40 sticks of beef jerky to that guy. He's doing pretty well. <laughs> 
Holy shit. Well, this is technically still a bombing podcast. Do you have any uh, particular bombs that have stood out to you since what you were on the do show? You re- last? I, I've got millions of bombing stories, millions and millions. Do you remember at all the ones we talked about last time? I don't remember. I think uh, last time we definitely talked about the show that you were at where there was only two people. Yeah, the same thing. Um, okay. Yeah. What was the most recent bomb that you've had that sticks out to you? Um, there are different types of bombs. I'm sure you've all have discussed that in depth on this podcast, right? I don't think we do anything in depth. Uh, really? <laughs> more like a tip of the iceberg kind of a well, thing. Well, there there are bombs that you get off on it. You enjoy it. It actually becomes hilarious. Yeah. You know, and those to me are usually the, the and they're rare. They're hard to find for me where literally nobody laughs for an extended period of time. And then it becomes really funny <laughs> that you're bombing to this level. Like you're successfully bombing well. Yeah. Like you can't even come up with a hook. Like there's <laughs> nothing in a room full of people. And those are hysterical to me. And then there are the bombs that, that do scar you, Yeah, you know, that won't go away. Um, the last one that, that did scar me was my wife's fundraiser uh, oh, for no. the Mont- she's a Montessori school teacher. Yeah. And they wanted me to come in and, and do a show. And I was, this is pre COVID. I was still writing seven days a week, um, you know, immersed in this shit. Yeah. Right? And I had a new show that I literally, I think I had performed it maybe three or four times. And it was a, Brand new 50 minutes of material that was very, very rough. Yeah. And I thought, well, they're Montessori teachers. I mean, and this is a smart show. Yeah, this is elevated. This is great. This would be a perfect place to do that. Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. Oh, they're not going to meet me halfway. (laughs) No. Oh, my God. It was brutal. It was a brutal bomb. And and plus my wife is there and all of her friends. Oh, no. And now I have to go pick up my kids. <laughs> and every day I have to get out of the car and walk past three or four of them. Jesus. And a lot of them would like see me and then look away, yeah. you know. That's and, so, oh, dude. I was about to ask how the eye contact was. Oh, <laughs> no. Horrible. And that happened oh, pre-COVID. No. But I still, when I pull up to pick up my kids from school, I go, oh, God, oh, here we go. Just scars. And then the night it happened, I got through it. I didn't, which this is another mistake I made. I mean, 10 minutes in, I knew this was a, a mistake. Yeah. And I still remembered my previous show because I I was in this routine of writing a show, recording it, dumping it, yeah, and starting over. And I still remembered my previous show enough to where I could have switch gears 10 minutes into the bomb right and then tried to get them back and but instead i doubled down and decided i'm doing the whole brand new show i wrote and i said oh so um i get through it all and then i called my friend tom simmons uh after everybody my whole family's asleep my wife's asleep and my kids are asleep and i went outside and i called tom and i said good lord it was the worst night and then he just just began to rattle off a string of slamming me Montessori jokes. <laughs> just he just obliterated me with these unkind, really funny punchlines. <laughs> 
about how about I bombed and and you know the 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 divorce that's impending and you know what I mean? Just no sympathy, no humanity coming out of Tom at all. And here's a list of the relationships you've ruined. Today. Right. And it was really funny, and I didn't laugh at all because you know. I was truly hurt. Yeah, it just happened. It just happened a couple hours ago. And he's just shitting all over me. It was just horrible. And I still bring it up to him. You know, he'll say something to me like, I don't know why that person doesn't like me. And I'll go, really? And then I'll tell him a couple of Montessori bomb jokes. Yeah, this is how you treat your friends. (laughs) Yeah, and he apologizes all the time. But Imagine that conversation finishing and you looking down at your phone and like, I wonder who else I'm going to call next time. <laughs> well, you know, it's weird. It's so funny you would say that because I got off the phone with Tom and I sincerely, I'm not trying to whine or anything, but I was hurt, you know, yeah. I mean? and I was crippled by that. And, uh, and Tom didn't help at all, you know, <laughs> and he's like, you know, one of my three best friends. So I called another one of my best friends and in Chicago and I said, God, I just, this just happened. All right, calm down, take a breath. And I, and then in my head, I thought, all right, well, I'll get a little, little, you know, I'll be able to cry on someone's shoulder here, you know? And, um, and then he goes, just tell me what happened. And I go, it was a fundraiser. I didn't tell him previously I was doing it. You know what I mean? So I said, it was a fundraiser for my wife's school, Montessori school teachers. And, and he goes, well, that's right down your alley. That's perfect for you. And I said, yeah, you would think, but, and he goes, well, what did you do? And he knew that I just started working on this new show. And I went, I did the new show. And he goes, well, then that's on you. <laughs> went, Are you kidding me? Shoulders colden. Yeah. It's a good thing I have three friends. Yeah. It's like, good God. And he goes, it's Stuart, Stuart. You can't, you can't make the wrong decision and then call me and expect me to say, oh, poor you. Yeah, you yeah. clearly fucked up, buddy. That's a good friend. Yeah, and I was... Yeah. I and mean, then it doesn't I, feel good to hear, but I that's know. a good friend. I looked at the third... You know, I have like three best friends. I looked at the third one, I was like, I ain't calling anybody. <laughs> we'll just keep this one right here. Yeah. Uh, I think I had the point. I'm going to go get a puppy. <laughs> this is horrible. Hey, if I ever call you, lie to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good friend, not a great friend. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, shit. The fun bombs are the ones that, to me, are like, you know... That was hilarious. Yeah. You get to ride home and giggle about it on the way. Yeah. That just like, oh God, that was awesome. You know, um, you know, I had one, uh, Jackie Mason. Yeah. You know, Jackie Mason, the old Jewish comedian. Yeah. Um, Atlanta, Georgia, this is 10 plus years ago. Uh, he fires his opener the first show of the week. He, Jackie had a young Jewish kid that was doing rap songs that he had rewritten with Jewish jokes in them. And Jackie Mason's audience is like average age, probably legitimately 70. Okay. A lot of walkers yeah, in yeah. the crowd, a lot of walkers. Yeah. And he fired the kid from the stage, by the way. I wasn't there, but I heard that, you know, the kid didn't do well and they booed him and uh, the crowd booed him. So he fired him from the stage. And then he told the club, uh, find a replacement for tomorrow. So the club calls me and says, are you in town? I said, yeah. And they said, do you want to try this? And I said, I'll step up to the plate. 
you know, I'll give it a good swing. Yeah. So I went out there and I, you know, the next night I walked out on stage and I started, I thought this was a good move. I said, I, it's a pleasure to be working with Jackie Mason. He's a comedy legend. He, it's an honor to just be here and actually to prove to the crowd that I actually knew who he was. I rattled off some of his album titles, which back in the sixties, Jackie Mason had the most arrogant, best, you know, album titles maybe ever. Uh, I am the best comedian that you've never heard of. (laughs) (laughs) All of his titles were arrogant as hell. Hell yeah. And I rattled them off and there's no response. I thought that would get a little laugh, but nothing. So in my head, I thought, okay, it's fine. And then I went into my act and got nothing. I got zero laughs for 30 minutes. At one point, a table in front, a guy, and he didn't yell. There was complete silence in the room. This guy said to his wife, when is he going to be done? <gasps> and he said it at a normal tone, and probably half the audience heard him, because that's how quiet it was in there. <laughs> Oof. And his wife said, just close your eyes and pretend like it's someone else. That's what I'm doing. That's how cold that room was. Oh, my God. Just frigid. My God. And in my head, I thought, don't cuss them out <laughs> don't snap just stand up here and do your material right, say yeah. good night and bring up jackie mason and i because sometimes i fail at that and i you know get mad and yell but mm-hmm. and i hate myself for it but you know so anyway that night i did that and i brought him up and then i walked into the green room uh which was right off the stage you know yeah. and i was just like oh my god that was horrible Oh, God. And then I notice on the monitor, there's a monitor in the green room where you can see the stage. He's like looking like he's looking back towards the green room. And I realize he's saying something about me or something. So I turn the volume up and he's like, uh, come out, take a bow, son. And I was like, uh. so I walked out and he goes, take a bow. And I bowed and there was a very polite applause. And then I walked. So anyway, uh, show's huh. over. And Jackie Mason comes up to me, and, and he goes, that was excellent work, son. And I said, thank you very much. And he said, I've got Nashville, Zany's Comedy Club in Nashville next week. I want you on the bill with me. What? Are you, are you available? And I said, yes, I am. And then he said, I've got the funny bone. And he started rattling these days. No shit. Yeah. He starts rattling. And I said, I am. I am available. And, you know, there was a couple. I was like, I am booked, but I'll move. I'd love to work with you. And, yeah. You know, so then I said to him, I said, I'm just going to be honest. I got zero laughs. Oh, I ju- it just occurred to me that this, the ending of the story might offend some people. Should we do it anyway? Do you want to save it for the Patreon? We could. Yeah, we can put the ending behind a paywall. This is, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do the ending and then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you my point. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, um, it's kind of mean. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very interested. Well, you, yeah, <laughs> you can, you can cut, right? You yeah, can, yeah. Listen, we're not going out live, are we? Nah, no, no, Okay. No. Maybe one day. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the stuff we can't mention at the beginning of the episode, that was live. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this is, I did not say this, this is Jackie Mason saying this, right? Right. right. So I'm quoting, but I said, I'm just going to be honest and truthful with you. I, I would love to work with you. Uh, but did you see my set? I got no laughs. Zero. The room was quiet for 30 minutes. And he goes, son, you don't understand. You made an entire room full of elderly Jews not boo you. You just killed. And I was like, 
okay. <laughs> and that was the rest of the run. Holy shit. I did multiple weeks with him and I would go out and stand my ground and they would stare at me and then I would politely bring him up and then he would bring me up for a, a bow and they would applaud and then he would tip me after every show. He would go, that was incredible tonight. And I don't what? think, and we probably did 30 shows together and I guarantee you I didn't get 10 laughs. That's, that's wild. I mean, it was nuts. I'm not what they wanted to hear. I'm not their age. I'm not their generation. I'm not what they expected to see when they came out. They came to see this man of right. this generation. And and they did not identify with me whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's weird it's because... Fascinating. But I thought, I don't want to interrupt, but oh, I want to say this. Like right now with, you know, the Jews, people are, you know, idiots like Kanye, Kanye or whatever yeah. the hell is boring ass right, Kanye's shit. the idiot. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't want to be lumped into that. You know, that's just what Jackie said to me was you made a room full of elderly Jews, not boo you. <laughs> you know, which I just thought was hysterical. That is know? absolutely wild. But like, just... Like, you, you, I can't imagine actively pursuing shows where you know that's going, like, that's what you're signing up for. Well, I'll tell you this, and then I want to hear what you were going to say, because I interrupted you. But um, I, 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 this is going to sound grandiose, but it, 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 I guess it is a compliment to myself. But um, it got to the point where, at the beginning, I said yes to it because I needed the work. Yeah. You know, this guy's yeah. going to offer me however many weeks it was. Uh, well, yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I needed the work, you know. But then once you kind of get into it, then it is like a let's go to battle. And you drop after so many shows, you know, you're four or five shows in. The, the, any hope that this might be different than last night is gone. You know when you walk out on stage, I am not getting any laughs. How good can I perform the material to silence? And that really, there is a lot of growth in that. Okay, I have a question, and then I'll get back to what I was saying because you interrupted me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, what, agreed. So what was the best you did for that show? Like, You mean audience yeah, reaction? Yeah, no, how, how many laughs? Best performance. It got better and better. So near the end, you were just performing it as well as you thought. Yes, well, there was multiple shows. I don't want to say, I mean, there was, you know, three or four in a long string of shows that I would get off stage and I would think, God, that you nailed it. Really? You just nailed it. Still no laughs. Oh, no laughs at all. Yeah. <laughs> no laughs at all. The only consistent laughs that I would get is sometimes they would laugh at Jackie Mason's, because um, I open every night showing tipping my hat to him. Right, with the album titles. The album titles. Sometimes that would get a laugh. Ah, okay. And sometimes it wouldn't, you know. And then occasionally there would be just a table of people that were younger and didn't know who Jackie was, and they came in. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. right, But his right. ticket prices were like 30 bucks or whatever, and at, you know what I mean? So it was almost 99% his crowd. Yeah. And, uh, and Jackie Mason is not like... Trying to think of a good example, like you know, if Steve Martin came, I mean, our well, you guys are younger than me, but you know, every generation loves Steve Martin for a different reason. Right. Yeah. Jackie Mason was popular in the fifties and sixties, and then not again. Yeah. Except his crowd stuck with him, 
so he's able to sell out a a club of 60 to 70 to 80 year olds that's wild it was crazy now what was the thing that you were uh, oh, um, trying to get back to that was yeah, interrupted? yeah before i was interrupted <laughs> Rude, rudely <laughs> You you know you were very polite. Interrupting me. <laughs> he would know. He lives with me. <laughs> I, was, I was just kind of bummed at the beginning of the story because you started it out and I'm like, oh yeah, this is a bombing podcast. This isn't going to end well. And then it ended great. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I said earlier that we need to have you back each time so that we can like really just solidify what this show is about. Yeah. But like you 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 lived it. You did a string of shows where, I mean. By normal comedy metrics, not getting any laughs is a bomb. Sure. And being able to hone material in that environment every single time and to still be able to come off of the stage ever, even once, saying like, yeah, nailed it. I did it. That's yeah. so far outside the box of what like we normally have ever talked about or or even like an approach to stand up. Yeah. Like, well, I think I think this is this is, you know, philosophical again, but um. I think that there is a, a lot of growth in bombing a lot. Yeah. It doesn't mean that, I mean, you, you have to know where it is and you have to, in order to, to what words, my Lord, in order to obtain the growth, in order to actually yeah. grow from that, then you have to approach it. It, it. There has to be some sort of acknowledgement, you know? Yeah. So when you walk into the room, I'll give you a great example. I lived in LA for 18 minutes, right? Until I went dead broke. <laughs> um, but I love it's flat. Oh, you want to talk about a magnet for freaks? Good <laughs> Lord. I loved, I didn't like the comedy there. That was a disappointing aspect of it, but everything else I adored except for the high cost of living. Right. I was a magnet everywhere I went. It was awesome. Uh, anyway, there was a hostile show there, you know, like the, you know, people travel, you go overseas yeah. and yeah. Sweden or whatever, and you a cheap. And, uh, they had an open mic in this hostel and, they always open the show with how many people here speak English. And I never saw more than, you know, 10 people that spoke English. So, huh. I mean, it was, and you, you know, for me anyway, I, I would watch that question every night. The MC was a regular MC and he would go up and say, how many people speak English? And you would know, oh, wow, there's like six tonight. There's 50 people in the room, six of them speak English. And then a lot of nights it was no one, no one speaks English. So you, if you think to yourself, well, I'm going to get them, then you're an idiot. Right. You, you don't, you know what I mean? They don't speak English. So you, your bar has to lower, and that's the key. And it took me forever to figure this out. When you walk into a situation and you know that this is not good, you know, then lower the damn bar. And then you'll get out of it what you need. You know what I mean? It's saying I'm going to be the one that's going to kill them is just stupid Clint Eastwood bullshit. Yeah. You know, saying, okay, um, you know, what do I want to try? You know, so like doing that show week after week at the hostel made me a more physical comedian, because if you want to get a crowd that doesn't speak English, you then you you just eliminated you know, 90% language tools. Yeah. You know, McDonald's and Michael Jordan, that's all they know. Those words they know, but any other words off. So now you have to use your body, you know, you, and, and then, so you're thinking during the day, well, how can I get this joke across physically? Yeah. And most of the time you would fail, 
but sometimes you would succeed. <clears throat> and then over that span of time, you, I became a better physical comedian. Right. Um, and it's not anything like I, I knew that, you know what I'm saying? It's not like I was smart enough to figure out that this would happen. It's just that I wasn't dumb enough to think I'm going to be the one that gets them. Cause that's the idiot move. You know, <clears throat> you're, uh, you know, dirty comedian who loves, you know, it's really funny, you know, whatever, dick jokes, you know, sex jokes, whatever. And you walk into a situation that isn't, you know, for your material, lower your bar. What can I do to try to adjust this, move them towards me? You know what I mean? And yeah, it's not going to go well, but if you, if you set some goals that aren't killing Forget that goal. That's out. What you know? Am I making myself clear? Yeah, yeah. Because there's there's a very strong mentality. Like there's a question that we brought up on the show a lot about like if you are in a room that's just like oh who who booked me here? Right. I don't belong. This is not. These people are going to hate me. Like yeah. I can just tell. Um, we we've all walked into that air. Sure. Um, that is. Do you completely pivot your entire material? Do you stick to your guns and just do what you planned? Um, but I think what you're talking about is, is like a, a combination of the two things where you're, you're <clears throat> adjusting, but you're not misrepresenting yourself. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yes. Also maximum growth. And if you like, just do what you do more and expect it to work and be yeah. massively successful, 99%, it's like expecting to be famous. You're going to be disappointed. Yeah. yeah. That's just idiots. Yeah. You're chasing that like, something again. Yeah. That's I'm the best and you know, I'll kill everywhere I go and blah, blah. You know what I mean? The only people that I've ever seen that kill everywhere they go are the most boring comedians I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> that means everybody likes you. That means you're not unique at all. You know what I mean? Lowest common denominator. Yeah, lowest common denominator. What time is it? I don't have a clue. Ah, <laughs> four twenty. Hell, yeah. I should probably get Yeah, I also drive. me. Um, Stuart, hmm. uh, thank you so much for coming on Absolutely. the show. Yeah. Do you have any words of wisdom enough. to share for our audience? And then we'll <laughs> do a quick intro, and then we'll get out of here. <laughs> words of wisdom? <laughs> it's only been an hour of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, words of wisdom. <laughs> uh, what, what, where can people any... find you? How do, how do people find, like, I, uh, Stuart Huff? In a red roof inn or behind a dumpster <laughs> in an empty parking lot. I don't have TikTok or Twitter. I've never seen yeah. Twitter. I don't. Just encouraging you know. our listeners to go to places that are dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Be a better adventurer. Yeah, we'll Hell lose yeah. some of you. You don't but. need to find me. You don't need to find me. Go find somebody else. If you're weird enough, you might just run into them. <laughs> Hell yeah! Thanks for listening, everybody. We're gonna get out of here. A, a nutshell version. Yeah, of we just say the show title and we put it before the episode. Okay. So, so I just like summation of who I am. Yeah, he'll kick it off. I'll join in, then we'll pop it over to you, and then just like a blurb about yourself, and then we'll fuck off. Okay. It's the first time like we've that. ever explained the intro format to a guest. That felt right. We should we should <laughs> definitely do that more. They might. We finally figured it out <laughs> after two and a half years. Jesus Christ! Yeah.